0: Welcome back to the Life Well-Led Podcast. Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, same here. Very glad that y'all are joining us here for the Life Well-Led Podcast once again. Happy to see y'all. Happy to hear that you're here. Uh, Like, subscribe, all the fun things, but most important, enjoy the ride. Karen, what are we going to talk about today?
0: Today, we're talking about what the heck coaching is because we keep getting this question. <laughs> what the heck is coaching? There's so Seriously. many there's so many different types of coaches out there, and we're going to get into it. But really, what is a coach? When we talk about coaching, what is it? What is it not? Mm-hmm. What you should look for in a coach? Yep. And hopefully, we'll answer some of your questions along the way. Let's start with that then. What the heck is is coaching
1: Eric? I almost want to start with what coaching isn't. Okay. And that is, it's not a sports coach,
0: right? It's not a therapist. You do not want me calling football plays. No, we don't.
1: <laughs> you, you don't trust me. You you don't, <laughs> uh, it's not a sports coach. It's not a therapist. It's not therapy. I should say it's not a mentor, more mentoring, and it's not consulting, but it's elements of almost all of those. And so what coaching is and isn't between those two is that coaching is a partnership. Now, what do I mean by partnership? All of those other things have a sense of authority belonging to them, that they are the expert in their field or that they have the answers for you because they've been there, they've lived it or they know the system. They know the process. Been there, done that and got the t-shirt for it. (laughs) Thank you, Todd. I think he's in jail though. I wouldn't quote that too much, (laughs) but no, seriously, coaching is not about, have you been there? It, not to say that you haven't been there, but it's about a partnership. That's where the authenticity really comes in is having lived experience for it. But the coaching is taking the authority out of the picture, taking the coach from the center of attention and putting the client in the center of attention to partner with them. And that means partnering on coming up with goals, holding accountability to the goals, but uncovering insights as well as just disarming blocks or removing Mm. blocks from their success, um, all of those things and then forwarding that action. And then again, the accountability that is what coaching is in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. And so we get asked quite often, what is the difference between coaching and therapy? And there Mm. is some major differences. I promise we are not therapists, No, although we do have a great listening ear. Um, Eric, what really is the difference between coaching and therapy?
1: The main difference other than education, other than licensing is that, I mean, in a a really, you know, bottom line way, therapy is about helping with grief and trauma, everything in between. But it's really about taking a client's past and moving them forward to a baseline. Coaching is taking somebody from a baseline and working them towards full optimization. Mm -hmm. So going from Mm -hmm. functional to optimal, whereas the other one is dysfunctional to some extent, you know, just not where you want to be baseline and going to a baseline. So a good coach then recognizing that somebody is not at the baseline in order to move forward has the obligation and should refer their client to a therapist. So they are not trying to do a therapist's job. That doesn't mean they can't help with, you know, Uh, unhealthy thoughts or things of that nature. But when it comes to certain things, I mean, suicide and, you know, uh, really dark thoughts or things that are really heavy topics that they're not trained in and coaches aren't trained in a referral to a therapist is uh, absolutely essential.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think uh, for me personally, as I started down the road of looking for solutions I felt like I didn't really fit the mold of what a a patient of a therapist would be. I didn't necessarily feel like I had trauma that I had to work through in my past. I felt like I was at a point where I was functioning and I was getting by, but I wanted to be better. I knew that I had higher potential for myself and I just needed someone to help me to get to that point. You
1: were not happy, but you were never at a point where you weren't dysfunctional. Right. I think, and I don't know of a better word for it, but it was never like it impeded your life, but you weren't happy. Right. So the distinction there is you weren't comfortable with therapy, but you were comfortable with the idea of moving forward and being a better version of yourself. Is that accurate? Yeah. And
0: I would say it really was that past. It was the past versus future sort of thing. I didn't necessarily feel like there was something in my past that was holding me back, but I did feel like I was at a point in my life where I wanted to be in a different place and I couldn't get there on my own. And so- Having a coach there to help, to champion, to encourage, to ask me empowering questions that were going to get me in a different frame of mind was really what allowed me to progress forward and do it so quickly because right. I was being held accountable.
1: I think that the carryover between both of them, and you know, it, it comes down to good listening skills, mm-hmm. empathy, compassion, um, and... A sense of problem solving, but helping clients solve problems or patients solve problems, not necessarily doing the work for them. Mm -hmm. So the carryover there makes sense. And to be honest, that was my journey. At one point, I considered going back to school to being a therapist because I had been in, you know, had mental health challenges and since my adult life and learned that you couldn't, you know, be somebody with high functioning anxiety and help others. Um, but It just wasn't for me. It wasn't the calling that made sense for me. And being a coach had a lot more of what I was trying to do to help people. And, you know, I benefit from therapy and I benefit from coaching, Mm -hmm. but I know that there's a distinction between the two once you understand it. So that's what we're hoping to do here as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Really, that difference of where you are today, do you feel like there are things in your past holding you back or do you feel like you're in a place where you may not be where you want to be, but there's you're looking forward you're not necessarily looking in the past for for answers so that's really the big difference that i see between coaching and therapy the other one that we get a lot of questions around and there is a little bit more gray in this one is the difference between coaching and consulting Consulting. yes (laughs) so what is the difference in your mind eric
1: You know, again, there's a lot of carryover in coaching and consulting. Consulting is very business oriented. So leadership and executive coaching is very much consulting. Um, And some people end up being both. But the real difference comes down to that partnership angle. Again, it's Mm -hmm. not from a place of authority. It's not from a place of experience. Coaching is not. That's correct. I apologize. So the real difference is, is coaching is between the ears, right? Coaching is the mindset work you have to do in order to get what you're looking for. Uh, You know, consulting is the processes. It's a template. It's a layout. It's a path that has been forged in the past from experience or learned from, from a system. It's systems and processes. Mm -hmm. That's really where you see the difference. And then of course, is, is the consultant, the higher authority, Yeah, probably. But coaching isn't really in that position.
0: Right, exactly. So when I look at how I work with my clients, so I... I tend to work mostly with small business owners, solopreneurs, people who are starting and growing businesses. And there's a lot that they don't know, right? And that can be overwhelming. Even the system part can be overwhelming. But we mostly start with the mindset stuff. We start with the stuff that you can control. And then when you hit a roadblock where they say, I just don't know what website to go with I have no idea I've never built a website in my entire life. then it's it's the okay coaching hat off consulting hat- on let's talk about what's worked for me and what you need and then let's come up with a solution that's going to work best for For you. So again, sort of letting the client lead where they want to go. This worked for me. This may have worked for my other clients. Here are some options, but really let's find an option that is tailored and fit just for you.
1: There's a lot of carryover, as we said earlier, and there's a lot of coaches that are consultants too. The real good distinction between the two is, is when you take the coaching hat off and put the consulting hat on, is still asking permission, hey, this is a situation where consulting might be a better fit for you. How open are you to, you know, something in the consulting realm? Permission based. Mm-hmm. That's really where the key difference Absolutely. is.
0: Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And so, like like eric said there 's a lot of crossover. I would say my business is probably ninety percent coaching, ten percent consulting. I
1: would say the same here, you know systems wise and processes that are in uh, leadership and organizations is really what I lean on in terms of consulting but all the work that goes through that, that's just coaching. Yeah. That's really just mindset work and working through scenarios each and every week and putting in the work there. It's, it's not, the education part is really the consulting. The actual work is mindset work that we do with coaching.
0: Yeah. And, and I am, I am not the expert in your business. I'm not the expert in your field. I am an expert in coaching and right. I'm an expert in systems and, 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 we come together. We bring that. Eric's an expert in leadership and we bring those skills to the table to really help you forge your own path.
1: Let me clarify that. I am not an expert in leadership, but I invested time to learn about systems and leadership. I may be an expert in coaching just like you, but I have not had the leadership experience like you've had. You are a very well versed person in terms of your experience. For me, it was about learning systems and investing time in myself so that I can have that offer to my clients. So I really lean heavily on the coaching side because that's where my expertise is. You have the option. You could be more of a consultant than a coach if you wanted to be, but you do it from the coaching angle because that helps your, you know,
0: people. I just think that It makes so much more of an impact. Yeah, I could give you the answers. I could tie it in a pretty package for you and put a bow on it and say, this worked for 95% of my clients and this is the system that you should follow. But guess what? I want you to have real results. I want you to feel like you are in the driver's seat, right. that you are you are the one who is making the decisions and you feel empowered from the decisions that are being made. And that is what coaching does. That's what coaching delivers. And that's why that's what I bring to my clients because it is so much more impactful for them and empowering for them when they can do that
1: imagine being a leader in using either modality if you are a consultant you're still doing what a leader might do which is telling people what to do and teaching them but if you're able to use the coaching modality with your employees then you're helping them figure out that they can do it on their own and you're right it absolutely is more empowering but knowing that you have a choice mm-hmm. that is the really key difference is that yes. there is options there they are not one and the same but you can use one other or both but just yes. Knowing the distinctive difference. Yeah.
0: So let's move into what actually are the guidelines and regulations in coaching, and what should people look for in a good coach?
1: Well, let's start with the guidelines and regulations. There really aren't any. Um, It's all voluntary, there's no governmental regulations, there's no licensing for it. Um, There's merits on either side as to the argument as to whether it should be or not. But Basically, it's on the consumer to figure out who they are, what they want. And it's on the coaches too. I mean, it's, they're part of the mess to be able to come up with a system that is credentialed to some extent voluntarily, obviously, but being able to set ethics and standards. And they have to. But they have to advertise it a little better, I think is something that I'm part of my mess and part of anybody's mess that belongs to an accrediting organization. Um, the One of the organizations, and probably the largest one is the International Coaches Federation, aka the ICF. And they do a pretty good job, but I think they would agree that the more that they work towards uh, understand people understanding what the coaching field is and helping educate on it and then educating on here's our you know governing body of ethics guidelines, continuing education, uh, helping with ethics and integrity of the coaching industry. I think that would be something that's a moving target goal every single time. And that's a progression, not necessarily something that you just get to.
0: Yeah, I really do believe that it is the ethical guidelines in which the ICF and other organizations like them um, that really holds coaching in our field accountable and again you really have to figure out um based on what they're offering are they a coach are they a consultant are they doing the things that you want them to do in the coaching realm and then asking who are they governed by or or what ethical guidelines are they governed by we're both accredited through the icf we found it really important that we follow those ethical guidelines absolutely and that that is part of our coaching practices um because we want to serve our clients in the best way we possibly can, and we want to be held accountable for that.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of those steps would be, it. where did they get their coaching certification from? I, I hate to say that, but I mean, credentials, credentials, credentials really can make a difference, mm-hmm. and it is voluntary. So those who choose to do it means they put probably more effort in, in order to make themselves Uh, legitimate and taking it seriously and have a greater purpose to it. So credentials in terms of where they got their education and typically where they got their education really ties into the accreditations from a governing body like the ICF. Our education at IPEC was very much a ICF driven program. There are others that have elements of it and can get you there, but it takes a lot of work to not only get through that program, should also take a lot of work to get your uh, accreditation through ICF. And it does. Yeah. Um, the final thing, the people who are you meeting with the person matters the Mm -hmm. most individual people, just like a therapy. I found that too, is that there are good therapists and there are awful therapists, but that's your personal preference. And then there's some objective guidelines. Once you understand the objectives of what a good coach is and isn't, and then weigh that to, is this a good
0: personality fit? Yes, absolutely. Do your homework. And then have the conversation. Almost all coaches do some sort of consultation or get to know you sort of session before you sign on the dotted line, whatever package they're signing up for. Really take that time to ask them questions. Ask them what type of coach they are, what their coaching sessions look like. Really dive into it and figure out, is this a good personality fit for me? Do your homework. Um, I promise you when you get with a coach that you have great synergy with, it makes so much of the difference. The, the experience of coaching becomes unstoppable in a way when you have that synergy between the coach and the client, there is nothing that really can't, that feels like it's unaligned or that can't be discussed Um, And there are some confidential things that get discussed in in coaching um, and we're held to confidential and ethical guidelines in that realm too. But but finding a coach that you really, truly trust can have honest conversations with, that is really, really empowering.
1: Let's finish off with one tip you would give in order to look for a coach. When you were looking for a coach, it might have been different than now. So Mm -hmm. what is one thing that you would look for in the personality or in the business of the coach that would help you make that decision?
0: That's a great question. I really think that it is important that you find a coach that embodies and holds some of the similar values that you hold, that you truly connect and relate and understand where they're coming from because the conversations that you have with your coach is going to be, you're going to be playing off of their energy. You're going to be playing off of the things and their experiences and having somebody that you trust, that you feel somewhat inspired by that you really can connect with on a personal level is going to make all the difference in coaching. What would you say? Very good.
1: Um, I would go this way. When you talk to the coach the very first time, what are they promising you that you can get? Mm. If they are making tangible promises of you will make more money, you will do this and that, my alarm bells go off. I can never promise something tangible. I, it's really a, and it's tough because you want to be able to say that you have deliverables, but that's in your, that's in your work. That's in your testimonials from people that's in your Rolodex of people that you worked with as far as what you've actually delivered. But saying that I can deliver X is not there. So I can't make you a millionaire as a coach. I can't guarantee you a successful business, but what I can guarantee is that you have the ability to work towards that mindset. If we both put in the work together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, coaching is a lot about what you put into it if you aren't absolutely if you aren't putting into it you're not going to get out of it right it's 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 the give and take of that you're you're only as good as what you put into it and what you're willing to change
1: no you nailed it i mean it it is a two-way street you know the coach has to be as energetically aligned with you as possible. And they also have to be very much present in the moment with you and, and and wise to how you can move forward. And you have to be willing to make changes, get a little uncomfortable and find ways to move forward.
0: Yes, absolutely. Get a little uncomfortable. Let that coach stretch you and and just have fun with it. Just be open and present. Show up Do the homework if you're assigned homework. homework. (laughs) Do the homework when you look for a coach. Do the
1: homework when you're with a coach.
0: Yeah, seriously. The homework is sometimes what happens after the session and in between sessions is some of the most powerful transformations. So we really hope that this was helpful in guiding you um, and figuring out the differences between what you might want or need in a coach or consultant or therapist in the future. And we wish you all the best.
1: Take care, everybody.